0: The Water Coolest Daily Financial Newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link barstool.link/watercoolest. slash barstool.link/watercoolest, watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest. W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Before we start the episode, I just want to tell you guys that I have new merch dropping on Wednesday, November 3rd, so I think this is the best merch drop yet. I am so super excited. We have Take No Shit merch coming out because I know all of you guys are independent, modern women, boss ladies. Take No Shit is the new vibe. We have denim jackets coming out if you want an oversized order big. We have Take No Shit Gray sweatsuits, black dream until it's your reality sweatsuits. We have tote bags. We have our infamous self-care club stuff coming back on hats with a little twist. The logo's different. It's upside down, it's backwards. It's not so obvious, not so in your face, but the T tribe knows what it says. So we have hats coming out in army green, um camo, army green camo, I guess that's kind of the same color. Camel, white, black, beanies, high socks, the whole nine. I am so excited for you guys. So make sure to check it out on November 3rd when it launches. Everything will be linked on my Instagram and on my TikTok so you guys could just stay tuned for there. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity. How's it going, Tea Tribe? I am so, so excited for today's episode. First of all, as you guys know, I record my intros on a Monday and I just realized it is noon and I haven't had coffee yet today. So I'm going to be sipping it. I know I usually sip tea, but coffee is what we have at the office and it's just what I'm rolling with. I also put coffee mate in it, which like I'm an almond milk girl, but whatever. I need some caffeine and I have so much to update you guys on. So first of all, today is an interview with Tanya Rad. You may know her from the Scrubbing In podcast with Becca Tilly or from um, she's a radio I was gonna say like radio host I guess that's what you would call it radio professional um, alongside Ryan Seacrest she also is more like into hosting these days she's on the red carpet with E all the time and she's really just someone that's been such a role model to me um, not only professionally because we work in similar industries but also um, on a personal level not not that i knew her before this conversation but in terms of the way she is so open on her podcast about dating and just like life in your 30s and it's always been a big she's always been a big role model to me so to have this conversation to, with her was Really important for me, and she did not disappoint. So, before I get into that interview, let me just break down what we're going to be going through today. So, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about dating because I have some updates to share. Nothing crazy. Don't get too excited. And then, um, as we get into the Ask Alyssa segment, I have some really great questions this week that you guys wrote in. And just a reminder if you want my advice, you could just DM me. It's better to do it on the Tea with publicity Instagram account because I feel like I get less DMs on that account and it won't get lost but if you DM me on publicity that's fine too either way I I try to go through them I try to never miss because I always do want to give you guys advice and then we're spilling the tea and I really first of all there's been so much in the news between Dorit Kemsley getting her home broken into at gunpoint Molly May and Tommy from Love Island UK getting their home robbed um, Gigi and Zayn with Yolanda getting shoved by Zayn and I do want to give you guys my opinions on Vanderpump Rules a little bit because I haven't broken it down and I have some opinion on like the Tom Tom Katie Ariana dynamic and then also with Lala getting in Sheena's business about Brock so I have so many opinions today really Robust episode because there's so much that we're going to be unpacking. So, um, if you guys are a new listener, welcome to the Tea Tribe, and let's kick things off. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. So, Emily, how are you?
1: I'm exhausted. I had a long Halloween weekend. Wait, how was your Halloween weekend? Because I feel like I didn't
0: see you. You definitely didn't do anything. I had a week. Okay, I had an emotional weekend. Like, I got in a fight with my parents. So, okay, let me backtrack. So you guys know the VIP list girls on TikTok, the ones that are like, if you're not at Carbone, yes, cry about it. That's that's our mutual friend.
1: Yes. One of them I went to camp with a long time ago. So
0: they hosted a party on Thursday. Yes, I saw that. And I do feel like an asshole. I should post this and, and apologize to them. So... They, I messaged them months ago being like, cause they're good at hosting parties. I was like, you need to host a Halloween party. And they were like, okay. And you just didn't go. Like, so they hosted one. But by the time they sent out the invites and stuff, I didn't think it was because of me. Because yeah. it seemed like just something they were like putting on. And then I kept running into one of them cause we live in the same building. And she was like, are you coming? And then I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a costume. And then they DM me and they were like, well, you told us to throw a party and we're throwing one. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm an asshole. Like. I didn't realize it was because of me. Like, I'm going to go. Because then I felt bad. Yeah. Even though, regardless of me, I think they would still probably throw a party. But yeah, of I just course. felt like I told them to. I owe it to them. So I had every intention of going. I was like asking everyone on Instagram stories, what do I dress up a- as last minute? And then Thursday, like day of, I had a therapy session in the morning and I just it put me in a weird mood for the rest of the day. I I get that. It just, I couldn't snap out of it. And I'm trying to think what we even talked about that got me in such a weird, oh, we were talking about work, honestly, and like fear and how I put all this pressure on myself and how I'm do better, do better, do better. And she's like, no one's putting this pressure on yourself except for yourself and whatever. It was this whole thing. So, I was just in such a weird headspace that I was like, the last thing I want to do is like get dressed up tonight and go to a party when like I think I just need a mental health day. Yeah. So I didn't go. So I apologized to them. And I wanted to message them and be like, I had a really bad mental health day. But I'm like, it's going to sound like an excuse. So yeah. maybe they'll listen to this and they'll understand. <laughs> um, but so Thursday was supposed to be my Halloween thing. Didn't go. Friday, I went out with my friend Ellen, which I'm going to get into because it has to do with like the whole dating thing, and then Saturday, um, my friend Remy kept being like, "Come to like, what are you doing? What are you doing?" And I just like didn't want to go to one of those $100 ticketed events.
1: Yeah, I like went to one on Friday that I paid $80 for. And the only reason I went is just because like all my friends were yeah. going, and it was just so not worth the money. Yeah, it was an open bar,
0: but it was still. Not worth the money. Like it's just going. It's hard to even get to the bar to get a drink because there's so many people. Yeah, I've done a lot of those in my earlier twenties, and I'm like over that. I feel at this point, if I'm getting dressed up for Halloween, I want it to be like an intimate apartment party or something more fun. So I just like it wasn't my vibe. And if I'm gonna dress up, I want to turn out and like dress up. I don't want to half-ass it and wear like cat ears. Yeah. So um, Saturday, then I got in a fight with my parents. Because they were supposed to come in to s- – I don't even want to get into it. They were supposed to come – they're basically still anxious about COVID. And by they, I mean my mom. Sorry, mom. I love you. But, you know, which I understand because, like, I am living a normal life at this point. I'm yeah. going to restaurants. I'm going to bars. And they basically were like, if you go to a Halloween party the night before we come see you, like, we're not really comfortable with that. Which I respect and they I understand. Vaccinated? yeah nope still nervous are so, they
1: triple vaccinated yep <laughs> uh, you know well, my 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 parents were like that until the vaccine like they were they
0: actually took I think because like my mom just breath. keeps hearing of all these people with like breakthrough cases and stuff yeah. and she lives with okay I should preface they live with my 93 year old grandma right now okay. she's okay um so putting them in danger is putting my grandma in danger Who's also vaccinated, but still like, yeah. not a risk you really want to take. And then I feel so much guilt seeing them and potentially, God forbid, something happens. I would never live with myself. Yeah. So it's like this whole like, anxious thing. Ugh. So then I end up not going to the party Thursday, but they made other plans.
2: <laughs> so then I
0: was like, no one's coming to see me. I have no plans. I'm by myself. And they're like, well, you told us. Like you weren't available. Oh so my it just God. like turned into this whole thing. So it was it was emotional. Um and then Saturday, Sunday I went out with some people from the office. We just went went to brunch. That's fun. Okay, so let me talk about Friday and dating and the tea. I'm so excited for this. So after my actually before my scream fest with my parents, I was um I decided I need to start putting myself out there and dating. And I think it was a conversation I had with my friend Bella, um, who is like a curvy girl. She works at Stylecaster. She's in fashion. And she just like dresses for her body. And she looks so incredible. And she is a boyfriend. And then when I went out with Ryan and Christina last week, I was talking to them about it. And basically, I've been talking to all these girls who are also curvy about dating. And I keep picking their brains. And I'm like, Does your body hold you back from dating? And they're all like, no. Like, I'm so confident. I'm so this. I'm so that. And like just having all these conversations, I was like, why am I letting my... Why am I holding myself back? You know? I just need to own who I am because it does hold me back. So I just decided I'm done holding myself back. I need to pursue dating. I want to meet someone. I'm proud. So I, like... Rejiggered all my dating app profiles, and I made sure that I put like really realistic photos of myself. And I paid extra money to get like the more matches on Bumble. Like I like just was, like <laughs> I don't care. Like I'm just investing into this, and I'm just gonna commit to it. And it's like so weird how the second you make that shift, the universe like repays you, kind of. Yeah. Like the second you are open to something things flood in so I went on Friday with my friend Ellen to get a drink and she's single as well and we were just kind of having this conversation about being single and putting ourselves out there and we were like you know there's no reason why now that it's getting colder out we should be sitting inside on weekends like you know the second it gets cold everyone's like oh it's too cold to go out yeah everyone hibernates we were like no we love this bar it's in our neighborhood we should come here all the time even if it's just us two, even if no one talks to us like it's just mentally good to get out and you just never freaking know if you're going to meet someone, if you're not, whatever. So we are just having this conversation and then we went to dinner and my other friend met us and then we went to another bar. And at the third bar, the ratio men to women was insane. It was like 80% men, I would say, if not 90% men and 10% you women. love to see it. And it's just a local, local bar by my apartment and a lot of the guys at this point, unfortunately, since I am 30 now, I could just tell when people look younger, which like, I don't know when that happened, but it did. Now I'm like, okay, you're 24. But I just like, you know, there's a lot of boys and we're like, eh, they look kind of young. And like, no one was approaching us because the bar had tables, which I think if it was more of a standing mm-hmm. environment, people would mingle more. But because people were seated, it's like weird. Yeah. Um. But there was this guy across the bar from us that came in after we were sitting there for like an hour and um i don't know like something just about him i i said to ellen i'm like that guy has like the stature of like what i'm going for i think cuz my type has changed now that i'm older i'm like you know he was like not super fit and i don't mean that in like a rude way i mean that in like a like he was kind of more like burly versus like <laughs> like <laughs> No, like what's Well, I've word? never heard that word. Before. Oh you haven't? What does that even Broly, mean? I think means like like a mountain man. Okay, okay. But okay. he didn't look like a mountain man, right, his right. face, just his yeah, stature. Okay, okay. Like his face was very preppy. But like, I don't know. So he was tall, like probably like six three, just like tall. So I was saying to Ellen, I'm like, I'm into that guy's vibe. Like that's the kind of vibe I think I'm going for these days. And she looks and she's like, Yeah, whatever. So I'm very intuitive like to a fault like if you I just pick up on everything yep. and at I thought maybe I saw his friend showing him something on his phone and looking at me and oh, I'm like no and I'm like you know what like I'm not gonna be big-headed and just assume like they're no probably but sometimes looking-
1: sometimes you 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 have to assume sometimes but Or you I, don't assume, but you just be like, oh, I think they're looking at my Instagram. It also like, didn't. Because that has happened to me before, and it, I was correct. It also didn't
0: help, though, that Barstool posted me on their main account that, that night oh, on their story. So I figured. God. It wasn't, like, super negative. Wait, so just wait. So I'm, like, thinking, but I don't point it out to Ellen because, again, I don't want to be big-headed. Yeah. I don't want to assume. Um, but I'm like, I think yeah they're pulling up their phone, but whatever that was Friday. Yesterday, Sunday, I get a message on Instagram from the man that I pointed out being like, oh Hey, God. I saw you at the bar on Friday. Like I wanted to buy you a drink, but you were with your friends. And I'm like, I think this is the fricking guy. But I, his back was to me. So I didn't really, I couldn't really tell, but his profile wasn't private. So I'm like looking through his pictures and I'm like, I was like, where where were you sitting? And he was like, at the bar. And I was like, were you in a black shirt? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, what are the freaking chances? There was 45 guys in that bar. And the one guy I pointed out messaged me. Yeah. And like, it turns out he's 25. And I'm turning 31 in January. So like, it's (sighs) it's a big age difference. Was he like Um, hot on Instagram though? He's cute. Like, he looks like... You know, he looks like his dad's rich. Okay,
1: maybe you can set he me up. He looks like one of those kids. Maybe you could set me up if yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah,
0: he's cute. He's but, closer to my age. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, like, had, I'm trying to be open. Like, whereas, like, a year ago, I wouldn't have even dated someone a year younger than me. Whereas, like, now I'd be like, I didn't, i get a drink. Like, you know, I'll entertain anything at this point. Uh, I'll go out with a freaking, oh, I'll have to tell you guys about someone else I matched with. But anyway, so... Moral of the story, nothing about him and everything about the fact that, like, when you open yourself up, the universe sends you signs and sends, like, synchronicities, I think that's the word, right your way. Like, they're like, oh, okay, you think that boy's cute? He's going to message you. Oh, you think this? Oh, you're going to match with him. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, the second you're open, things come to you. And it doesn't mean that that person's, like, meant to be your boyfriend or a friend or whatever, but... They will test you like they call it in like spirituality. Like the universe will te- send tests your way. So they'll just send little signs your way and eventually one of them will hit. But it's just like their way of being like, yes, you're calling in these things that you are putting out there. So it was really interesting. Yeah. And then another story. <laughs> this is just funny. One of the guys, again, I'm trying to be really
1: Open, Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, even if they're not the most attractive person, like, it's good to have that practice. And then once you're, like, focused on things that aren't, like, you're focused on like guys. Superficial. Or, yeah. 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 You also just, like, give time to people that maybe you don't, think like, deserve it or, like, whatever. It just brings the right things your way eventually. So, mm-hmm. as you were
0: saying. but And it gives you practice. Yeah. So. And, like, you learn. So go what, for it. Yeah. You learn <laughs> what you do and don't like. So I was talking to this other guy on, um, no, Hinge, maybe. <laughs> Is six four, and he looks like Jason Momoa. Like his hair is as long as mine, Ugh. and beard down to the floor. Like I've never dated like a hairy man. <laughs> and I said to my friends, "I'm like he's the kind of guy that will bring you for a ride on his motorcycle, yeah. and then like have chains in his trunk, or like yeah. you know what I mean." I'm like, I'm kind of absolutely petrified, but I'm just gonna talk to him and see. Yeah. I've never dated someone with like longer hair than like a side part (laughs) but (laughs) again I'm just trying to be open and half of these things don't go anywhere over the weekend I matched with two people their profession was a comedian and they were probably the least funny people I've ever spoken to like I was whipping out the jokes left and right and I'm like these people have no personality yeah so you just never know but this is the start to me being open guys so hopefully we have more stories wait from so here. what happened
1: with jason momoa
0: no, they don't go anywhere even the yeah. 25 year olds he was like so do you want to go out sometime i know i asked sometime
1: but it's like no like can we
0: pay? T- so he asked me i asked him how old he was he said 25 i was like oof and he was like am i too young for you and i was like likely yes but had you offered to buy me that drink that night like you said you yeah, wanted that would have to, been a little more mature. I would have probably taken it when he is 30 he will be doing that yeah and he was like so you're saying there's no chance now and i was like you know i could just tell by the way he was messaging me he's like way more immature than i yeah. am but i was like look i'm not saying there's no chance but maybe we'll run into each other at the bar again and he was like you deserve to go somewhere nicer than that cuz oh. it is a hole in the wall so i said he said are you open to that so i said sure and then he was like good And then he never made a plan. I hate that so (laughs) so much. All of them go nowhere. You know what? That's why I don't really like
1: Bumble because I am. I don't have the time in my day to message first. Sometimes, and when a guy messages you first, I feel like like it gives. They're the one putting. They're the one investing Mm -hmm. their time. Mm -hmm. That's just why I don't like Bumble. Well,
0: this was the guy from the
1: bar. Oh yeah, I guess. The, but still when, this yeah, happens regardless. via Bumble too yeah.
0: Or Hinge It happens, it happens during, all the time Every That's why like my mom keeps putting pressure on me to date And I'm like it's not that easy to get a date It's not Because people message you and they show interest And then they don't set a plan
1: I even saw like I know a guy from college That recently reached out to me He goes I'm going to text you this week to get a drink Never did then I ran into him mm. Over the weekend and then he I, He was like okay I'm going to text you Never did don't Fucking say you're gonna text me and then don't. If you're listening to this, <laughs> don't text me at this point. Yeah, it's like
0: I think it's such a turn off,
1: Honestly, it, it, it's like okay, you're the ones like talking this up. Like, stop yes.
0: doing that. If you're not gonna like go out of your way. Okay, so I have this guy tripod who we've who's become a character on the podcast at this point. Who texted me every year for five years. And <laughs> why tripod? Because he's like looks like a tripod. <laughs> it's a long story. Short. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. My mom listens sometimes. Okay. So, okay. So enough said. (laughs) Enough said. Just Google it. Urban Dictionary. Um. So anyway, he messages me all the time. Yeah. And every single time he messages me, he knows at this point I've set in the groundwork where I'm like, I will not go on a date with you until you're more respectful. Because and keep in mind we're friends, so like I get his vibe. So. It's okay for him to joke with me more than it would be for like a stranger. Yeah. Because we've met, I know him, whatever. But to this day, he messaged me the other day and he was like, Are you ever actually going to go out with me? And I was like, Are you ever actually going to make a plan? Like, I just call it straight out. And then I'll be like, Okay, let's, I'll take you somewhere nice. And then he won't set a date, (gasps) set a time. I just start ignoring him because I'm like, This, I'm so unattracted to your lack of trying. Yeah. I No, I completely
1: agree. I think it's so unattractive. Even when the guy does ask you on a date, they're like, okay, where should we go?
0: Yeah, it's like, be a man. I I like someone that's assertive.
1: Yes, me too.
0: Okay. That's enough with my dating life. Um, I thought you guys would find all of that very interesting. And also with my conversation with Tanya, we get into dating with her. She was single. Now she has a boyfriend. And it's just a whole thing. She's so incredible. She is the one that I... um, Got the book calling in the one from, and she talks about it a little bit on the podcast. And um, I think you guys are just gonna eat this conversation up. So here is my conversation with Tanya, and stick around until the end because, as I mentioned, we have so much tea to spill, and we're gonna be doing the Ask Alyssa segment. Before I get into the interview, actually, let me just tell you guys about Taser because if you follow me on TikTok, you know that I had a really scary run-in on the subway the other day, and I so. Much wished that I had my teaser in my purse. It was actually charging at the office. And basically, I just got screamed at in the face by a man and then he chased me, and it was very scary. So, protect yourself whether you live in a city and you're on the subways or you are walking outside with your dog, with your children, hiking by yourself, whatever you're doing, like, there is nothing more important than being able to protect yourself. So what you could do is get Taser Pulse Plus today and you could save 15% off at checkout at teaser.com slash discount slash T. So that's T-A-S-E-R.com slash discount slash T. Taser.com slash discount slash supplies are limited restrictions apply and you could see the website for details Um, again make sure that you are allowed to have a teaser in your area your state but you won't regret having something to protect yourself okay here's the interview all right guys I am here with Tanya Rad Tanya thanks so much for joining me it's been a journey to get you here
2: okay first (laughs) of all you're so welcome and I'm like so sad that it was a journey it's so funny (laughs) It's not a journey. Like, I'm here, and I was so happy when I saw that you posted. I was like, I'm happy to come on. Part of me in my head was like,
0: hmm, maybe if I post this on my story, someone will get this, to like, will
2: let her see this, and sure enough. And that's exactly what happened. I had, like, a couple people DM it to me, and then a couple people that I – are like, one person that I actually knew. Like, you're actually friends with. Yeah. Yeah, so it just popped up, like, in my thing, like, as one of something from her. And then I started looking through my DMs that are – You know, not the request. Yeah. And I saw a couple. And so I was like, yeah, like, let's make it happen. (laughs) I'm dying. So, what happened was,
0: I found you through the podcast with Becca, Scrubbing In. Mm -hmm. And I just like so related to both of you. I think this is more like when you guys were both like in the single era, because I'm 30, I'm single. And like, there's not that many people talking about the stuff that you guys talk about. Girl. Yeah, you know the struggle. I do. And you guys are, now you're both in happy relationships. But, like, I want to talk about your journey to getting to this place of your life that you're in now. Because, like, I'm still, I'm the old Tanya. Like, I'm you three years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're, like, Like, in it. Yes. And I'm, like, okay, like, how do I get a boyfriend? (laughs) Yeah,
2: are you, like, feeling, are you feeling discouraged? Are you feeling disheartened? Have you been trying hard and just, like, you know?
0: I'm not trying, which is, like, awful. My mom says I have to try. And I'm I'm just more so, like, I think I took this new job. I was, like, really career-focused. I've always been, like, super career-driven. And, like, just not maybe prioritizing it that much. But the one thing that you do that I think is really cool is you call it Tanya time, where you have, like, an hour a day for yourself. Yeah. What makes you, like, prioritize yourself so much like where does that drive come from
2: you know what's so funny is like I wasn't always that way you know it wasn't like I was in college and carving out an hour every day you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I I wasn't always like that but and it's interesting because in a relationship now my Tanya time is a lot harder to Mm -hmm. do daily like it was just like a thing like I put it in my calendar and it was one hour every single day that I either was working out or going to the sauna for an hour just something that was just meditating, whatever was something that I needed for that day. And in a relationship, it's a lot harder to squeeze in that hour because I'm not true for like, you know, a weekend or something. So, um, I think what I realized is I was living a very unhealthy lifestyle where I wasn't prioritizing myself. I was saying yes to everybody and everything. Again, like I was very career focused and goal oriented. So anything I got offered, work-wise, it was yes. Mm -hmm. And I was going to bed really late and waking up really early and I was eating not good food, you know, just like, I I don't want to say it's like, it's not healthy versus unhealthy. It was just not good, nutritious food. And I just felt lethargic. And I felt like I was just kind of going and going and going because I had to, but I was just kind of surviving. I didn't feel like I was really thriving. And so I kind of made like a shift where I was just like, I need to fuel myself with better stuff I need to like prioritize that and start eating cleaner and Mm. you know more whole foods and I need to start working out and I was never a huge you know I would go to workout classes with girlfriends here and there but I was never like I would say like a workout buff and yeah I was never a runner I was like ew like running is not for me and now (laughs) I run every single day you know and so it's just kind of like I started putting the training wheels on because I knew this was kind of the lifestyle I wanted for the remainder of my life so I started putting training wheels on I would just like walk every day and then I would you know do a new workout class or you know Mm -hmm. try different things and once you kind of get into the groove and it becomes more of like a lifestyle it's so much easier but it's like was the biggest game changer for for me all around so
0: see for me like what I have trouble with is like people are like oh yeah I just started and then I never stopped whereas I'm like I'll start I'll stop I'll start I'll stop I have more trouble like sticking to something but then when it comes to career I would never go off course but that's the problem that's the problem
2: like we do we put that first and I was the same way you know like I just wasn't sleeping and I wasn't just because I felt like I had to be at everything that I was asked to be at and I had to give all my energy and at the end of the day it's so not like I was kind of burning the whatever it's called burning the candle at both ends you know Mm -hmm. and uh it just like wasn't working for me I was making moves in my career but I I don't think I was very clear-headed if that makes sense
0: no that does make sense it's like sometimes you could feel like you're kind of just going through the motions and then not yeah enjoying the process it's so, so i had a therapy session this morning and i was like kind of just like down on myself like i was saying to my therapist i was like i just feel like i'm not working hard enough i'm not you know just so hard on myself and she was like i'm going to set a 3 minute timer and you're going to brag about yourself and i was like no that feels like weird and she's like i just want you to brag about your accomplishments and it's so funny because like when you say what you've done and then you're able to reflect and be like, "Oh wow, I did all of that." But in day-to-day life, you don't realize that you're accomplishing things.
2: I'm the same way. I am uh-huh. like the epitome of that. You know, like I I'm constantly looking to the future and things that I want to accomplish that I forget everything that I've done. Totally. And people outward looking in, they're like, "You've done so much. Look at what, you know, look at what you've built." And in my mind, I'm like, "I'm not doing enough. I haven't done this, I haven't done that. I still want to do this." And I think that, you know, um being present is like such an important thing kind of just like in the moment in the now and appreciating like what you have currently versus I was always future focused, mm-hmm. always goal oriented. And like, I think it's been a good thing for me in my career, but also a little bit of a double-edged sword because yeah, I can't enjoy the moment, which is like, what's the point and you're doing cool stuff. Like I think what, so my goal, since I was like
0: a child has been like to host on E! So like that's obviously like like eye and the prize later down the road. That's something I'd really love to do. Obviously, I'm in New York. I'm here. But just a future thing that I think about. And you really like made it happen for yourself. And normally when I interview people, I'm not like, how did you get started? Because I feel like people that follow you kind of know your story. But for my followers that don't know you, I think it's really cool how you – came up in your career could you just give us like a little like taste of where you started and like kind of what you're up to now because I think it just is really remarkable
2: well thank you I really appreciate you saying that because the thing that's the craziest with my story is it It was never really my intention to be mm-hmm. doing what I'm doing so I loved I just wanted to be in the music industry so I just wanted to be around it somehow I didn't really know in what capacity and uh I I Got this job on the morning show on air with Ryan Seacrest as more of a producer behind the scenes, right? Was never on air, was never supposed to be on air. And the way that all this stuff kind of happened is the co host at the time was getting her own show and they were auditioning new girls to come in. And Ryan and I just had a really good rapport. And so they were like, we're going to create, there was never a third mic on the morning show. So they created cool. this position for me and they like approached me about it. And I, it was kind of like, yeah, you can't say no. This is you know, yeah. it's huge. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't go to school for it. I didn't know how to do a commercial. I didn't know how to do the news or the, you know, it sounds like silly, but I didn't know how to technically do anything. And so, uh, I struggled a lot in the beginning because I felt like I wasn't trained and there's a lot of mm. people in the industry that believe you have to do things a certain way, come and up so, a certain way. Yeah. We're so far from that now. I think social media has been like a huge uh evolution for people in that regard but like back in the day to be in radio you had to go to Oklahoma or go to like a small town and have a small radio show and then you build and build and then you come to LA where I started on Ryan's show which is one of the biggest you know like it was very not the way it's supposed to happen and so I dealt with a lot of imposter syndrome and I still Mm -hmm. struggle with it today because as I started to really establish you know my career in that space We started doing the podcast and then that's more of an you know uh there's a lot more of my personality because there's just more time to talk Mm -hmm. and i was told a lot of things about how i'm too loud i'm too too much of a cartoon character people can only handle my personality in small bites and so when you're on a podcast and it's an hour and a half of 50 you it's you're super in your head about it and you're like people aren't gonna like me Mm -hmm. you know it's too much of me so when that started to go really great and take off and we're getting like nominated for people's choice awards and like just like the craziest stuff like I just never really sunk in you know and then E I don't even know how the E stuff fully came at me but they asked if I would do um I started off doing their digital content for award shows Mm. talk about I mean I prepped I I don't think I could have prepped even like possibly more than I did for that person. I was so nervous. I was like, I'm a sweaty girl. And I was just so (laughs) I would be dripping. (laughs) And then I'll never forget when they asked me to do the first TV, you know, broadcast for Uh E and how much I mean, I still to this day, like I just did the Billboard Awards for them. And I was kind of like the main person. And I was so stressed out. I mean, nothing that comes my way doesn't make me like nervous. But I'm such a big person of like, if it doesn't challenge you, it's not going to change you. So I kind of just, you know, sit in that and kind of grow. Mm-hmm. But I have so many more dreams and things that I want to accomplish. So it's like, I also don't let myself sit in those moments, you know, like my first Billboard Awards I basically got invited. It was the year that Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner got like married in Vegas. Oh my God. Yes. And they were like, come to our after party. Da, da, da. And in my mind, I was like, I have to come back. I have to get back for the morning show. I didn't even think twice about it I was like I have to yeah. work yeah it's their wedding <laughs> it was their wedding I'm like <gasps> I should have called in sick you know like that's where or whatever know, took a vacation probably, day see I probably would have said no too because I'd be like oh I have to be up early like
0: oh I know sometimes we're our own worst enemies because I don't know about you but the thought of being tired I rather just like I'm supposed to go to Halloween party tonight and I'm already
2: like oh, I'm gonna be so tired tomorrow <laughs> That's how I was with the Jonas. I went to the Jonas Brothers concert last night and I was like, I'm gonna be so tired tomorrow. But it's like you have to, you have to have a balance, you know, and it's okay. If I'm tired, I'll sleep a little bit more over the weekend, you know? That's so
0: funny. And also when you were just saying that, it reminded me of a moment that I had that I think you'll find funny because when I kind of had one of those, like, on-air hosting moments, my first time, like, doing something hosting was for Amazon Live. And Brad – was, it was with Brad Gerefsky, who's your good friend. Isn't and not the best? So nice. But to me, that was my, like, oh, my God, I'm hosting with Brad. Because he's – I wa- grew up watching him on Rachel Zoe and watching him on TV. And, like, he's so – he hosts now on E! and all these things. And for me, that was, like, my little moment of, like, oh, my God,
2: Brad <laughs> – I know, and uh, but I, I like love him because he's just the most humble human. Like he just, he really is just what you see is what you get, and he is that way with every single person. And I just adore him. So he's so nice. It it is rare though. I feel like from peop for people to go from radio to like
0: on air hosting because no, tell me about it. And different, yeah. yeah. Is it weird for you to go, okay, because, like, I feel like on the radio show you guys just wear, like, sweats, it's 4 a.m., like, it doesn't matter. Is it weird okay. to you from going from people just knowing you as, like, this girl that, like, chimes in on the radio to so then all of a sudden you're getting glam for red carpet events?
2: Yes, and let me tell you the thing that's so interesting about all that is, you know, uh, I'm, as you know, I'm very animated. I ha- Like, my facial expressions are, like, gnarly, and I never really was, like, hyper aware of... I don't want to say how I look because you know mm. obviously I think we all are to an extent aware totally. of how we look but uh when I started doing TB I was like oh my gosh like my eyes actually do look scary when I'm like really excited and they mm. go like all big and um but I also think that I never was that person that would I never want to critique myself in that way you know like I'm like I want to let myself react yeah. naturally and i'm a normal person and i don't want to be something different on the radio versus tv like i just want to be tanya through and through so it, but it was definitely like when i first started it was weird seeing myself and then yeah. i was like i just i can't watch it back uh, that's because what start i you to can't watch. analyze no, mm-hmm. no no and then i started analyzing like oh i look bad on you know I don't want to have a bad side, a good side. I want to be wherever I feel comfortable or wherever I need to be. Yep. I don't, you know, like it just, you get really in your head about that stuff.
0: No, I've had to, it's even like when you're on a Zoom or something, it's like not looking at yourself the whole time because sometimes I'll notice I'm on a Zoom and I'm just staring at myself being like, oh, when you put your chin like that, you got a, you know, a double chin. It's just like we're constantly getting ridiculed by people that aren't ourselves. Like we could at least give ourselves grace.
2: Yeah, and I think what I also realized too is I'm like, I don't want, because I started getting really like gnarly with the filters on Instagram and stuff. Mm. And I was just like, I don't look like this, you know? And I like being able to just show up places without makeup on and like do things. Like I do a lot of radio where I basically throw sweats on and I don't have makeup and my hair is a mess. And But that's how I am 75% of my life, you know what I mean? Like Me too. So I never want to, I really want to be uh like aware and careful of that because I do think that, you know, young girls that are, you know, my audience is like 90% female, you know. Too, and so I don't crazy. want I don't want, <laughs> yeah. you know, these girls looking to me and being like, oh, she always looks so perfect and her skin is this and her face does this. And it's like mm-hmm. I just want to be me, you know? It's funny because I just like celebrated. Like I noticed it
0: would had been a year since I vowed to no longer use filters. On like my Instagram stories or anything. One year of not doing it. And I like my face better now. Because what was happening was it was giving me body dysmorphia. Like I
2: can I would, tell you what I actually did? This is a true story. Let's hear it. I I, bet some I did filter. it too. It was like top model or something. I don't even yes. really know what it was called. But it made me look so good. Yeah, gorgeous. And I, gorgeous. <laughs> and I took a picture of myself with this filter and I took a picture of myself normally and I have a friend that's a plastic surgeon. Mm. Well, a friend, I used to date him, but um uh and I sent the pictures both to him and I said, "What do I need to do to my face to look to like, get this? like this?" Yep. And that's when I was like, this is this has taken a dark turn and I'm just like, mm-hmm. not doing it anymore that's
0: what happened to me so I've always been considered to have like a normal size nose like smallish I was looking at this little thin nose all the time being like my nose is huge I need a nose job and I have naturally big lips and I'm like I might like they look better bigger and I just was really starting to think these things and then when the filter goes off you're like ooh. Like that's what I look like because it's showing you this like beautiful airbrushed version of yourself with liner and lips and whatever. And finally, I was like, I'm done.
2: Like, yeah, I'm done. And, and now you know I know feel what, though, like to everybody that that if you want to get that done, like if you want to get a nose job, yeah, get a nose job. I'm not like anti doing stuff, but I also think that there is this kind of. um like gnarly strive for perfection. That's just very unattainable. And so it's like, do stuff that makes you feel good. If you want to go get a laser facial, go get a laser facial. You you know, like whatever. But I think not being so obsessed with it and feeling ugly if you don't do these things is like where it gets not good. Yeah, I'd rather someone get a nose
0: job and just not use a filter than get the filter that makes you look like you have a nose job. It's that for me. It's like the... Pretending because then, right, like someone, I used to go to
2: these like blogger things, and I would people that I would follow would show up, and I was like, "You don't look like you do. Like you look so different."
0: Yep. But well now I feel like there's no hiding how I look because I'm just out there on camera. All the
2: time. I'm like, oh, I think Jesus it's great. Christ. I think it's a great place to be.
0: <laughs> no, it is. Um, I do want to talk about your journey to find love because it was a long one, a dicey one for a second, and that's <laughs> been my. I haven't been in a relationship in years. Like, you know, like had little things here and there, but not right. anything that's been like super concrete. And I like love how open you were about dating, and I know it could be tough because I've even learned the hard way. I say one thing and then people find out who the person is and it gets tricky. But what was it like for you going through um the ups and downs of like dating in LA and just trying to meet people and navigate, finding
2: yourself. And what was that like whole journey like for you? It, I mean, how much time do we have? Because (laughs) that is, it's so crazy because I had so many different stages of the journey. You know what I mean? I think I went through a really bad breakup. And so initially when I went through that breakup, I went buck wild and I was like partying and sleeping around and thinking that would fill that void. And, Mm. and quickly I realized that was not the journey for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was uh, it was four years before I met my now boyfriend, we've been together for two years. So like six years ago, I had this eureka moment where I was like, I'm not giving my body before I give my mind. So I was like, I'm not having unattached sex, like outside of a committed relationship. And But again, you know, I dated a ton. Like if anybody wanted to set me up, I said, yes. I met people driving on the streets here. I met people at the grocery store. I Mm -hmm. met people on dating apps. I was very, very open to the possibility with anybody. Like I didn't say no to anyone. And it can get exhausting, you know? Like you're just Mm. constantly going out there. And you can't, like all my friends would tell me, they were like, Tanya, no one can say you're not trying because Mm. I really gave it my full effort for how many years is that seven years
0: see dating. I think I don't even if I'm like eh, I'm not interested in you I won't even entertain it I'm kind of closed off I think like the opposite way
2: see that's the thing you have because okay I, I don't know. Do you know do you know who Matthew Hussey is yes yes the dating so expert he's, yes he's a dating expert and he was like he really gave me this analogy and I try and use it and I don't know if I do it justice but it made sense it like totally clicked in my head mm-hmm. so he's like say I gave you a hundred dollars Men right now, how many of those men would you be physically attracted to? And I was like, being generous, I'd say fifty percent, right? Mm-hmm. Out of those fifty guys, how many of them would you actually click with? Mm. being generous twenty five percent. so fifty percent twenty five out of the out of those twenty five, how many of them are realistically a good match for you? You know mm. it's like when you start dwindling down these numbers out of a hundred, yeah, you realize there's only like comes down to like five or six and it's like okay so out of a hundred men if you date a hundred men you're gonna potentially be able to really mm. have a great relationship with five or six of them if you're not getting out there and you're not dating anybody you're not gonna find anybody it's
0: so you true. know what I mean like that's yeah. just like a
2: numbers game and so when he said that to me I was like okay it's a numbers game so I would just go 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 and I'm not gonna lie like there were moments where I was like really you know and I'm a very emotional person and sensitive and so I really had a hard time, especially if I developed feelings for somebody Mm. and then it went haywire and then you add the pressure of, I talk about it for a living and people Mm -hmm. get invested and they root for, you know, you and some guy and it doesn't work out. And it was like a lot, it was a lot of emotion. That is a lot. I was just like, I'm not giving up. Like, this is a desire of my heart Mm -hmm. and In my 20s, I went through the phase of life where like all my friends were getting married and having babies and I've done every bridal shower, bachelorette, Mm -hmm. baby shower and I'm just kind of like, when's my time going to come, you know? Yeah, it's weird because I have like, I would say 50%
0: of my friends are married, have kids and or trying to have kids and then the other 50%, all the ones that live in New York are single. It's like funny because it's all the New York girls that are single and then everyone else is like picked off. But it's, yeah, it's interesting. That is a good stat. I think I am a faithful person in the sense where I'm like, I know what's going to come. I know what's going to happen. But with that, I almost don't try
2: because I'm like, I'll just meet him when it's supposed to happen. But it's like, I probably should try a little bit. (laughs) You know, what's so interesting is like, I think when I really shifted that mindset of like, I'm. I want to find a life partner. I don't want mm. just to have a, a boyfriend. Like I want a real life partner. Yeah. And I, I was really clear about what I wanted. Um, I was started really getting into, you know, I wouldn't say relationships because they, you know, I would date them for a couple months. They weren't necessarily my boyfriend, but every guy, like every step along the way got better and better. Mm. You got closer. I got closer and I started really feeling that like maybe – two years before I met my current boyfriend, like I started dating somebody and he was a good guy. He just wasn't the guy for me because, you know, I'm very uh, powerful and opinionated and he was just at a different phase of life, you Mm -hmm. know? Uh, And then another one was a great guy, but just different, totally different lifestyles or different mm-hmm. dreams and aspirations for a future so it was like I kept kind of like I felt like it just like kind of getting, kept getting. getting there yeah I kept getting there when I met my current boyfriend I was not expecting it at all I was like okay I just ended something with this guy that it was actually really cool and my girlfriends were like you just need to get back out there get your feet wet again I was like okay <laughs> you know met him at five o'clock I was like I'll get a drink with him and call it a night at seven you know like just not even caring and It's so crazy because, like, when you know something's different, Mm -hmm. it's like you know something's different. And we just totally hit it off. We spent five hours at this bar. I didn't want to leave him. We made out that night and, like, I got tingles in my vagina. Yeah, the the fanny flutters. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I hadn't had that, like, ever. That's when you know you have
0: chemistry
2: with someone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, see, I think... I totally feel what you're saying. And I think I view dating as like you take learning lessons from every person you date. It's like, okay, this person, like maybe that wasn't my person, but he had this one attribute that I want in my next person. Or this person had this thing and I really didn't like that. And I don't want that anymore. And you kind of start just like building a list. And that's why I don't think it's necessarily like a negative thing to get married later, to meet someone later, because I feel like we're so much more confident in like who we are as people and what we want.
2: Okay. It's not even like a negative. It's actually the smartest thing because Uh women got married young. Like I I hate this because women got married younger and had babies younger because we couldn't do anything else at the time. We couldn't buy a home. We couldn't even open a credit card without a man Mm -hmm. signing off on it. Like women needed to get married in order to live Live. life in a weird Uh way. And we don't have to do that anymore. You know what I mean? Like we can fully take care of ourselves and it's just common knowledge that you just grow more confident in who you are as a person, the older that you get. And so it's just like, I think that we're so used to, we're so trained and the generations before us and before us are so used to everybody getting married and having kids young when in reality, like it's not the move, you know, totally. I totally
0: agree because I feel like I also say this. I don't know if I would have done as much like self work and self help on myself. Had I been in a relationship since I like college, let's say.
2: And you know what? I know this is going to sound so silly, but a, it definitely makes you appreciate it more. Like I am really grateful and appreciative because relationships are hard, you know, like even I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I have the best partner and I love him so much, but it's work, you know, yeah. and I'm happy to do it because I'm so grateful and appreciative of him. Mm -hmm. But also I do feel like, you know, I was, even though I was very persistent about being proactive about finding somebody, I also was really, um, I sat in that season of my life and kind of said, I can sleep in on a Sunday and do whatever Mm -hmm. I want. I don't have to answer to anybody. I can march the beat of my own drum and I'll never forget. Um, I was, I'd gone through a breakup and I was like, you know, posting on my social media that I was you know, having a dance party and cleaning Mm. out my apartment and saging it and preparing for whatever. And this woman uh, DM'd me and she was like, I would give anything to trade places with you right now. I am currently being barfed on by my baby potty training, Mm. my other kid and my husband wants me to cook dinner. Mm. And I was just like, that's my dream. That's what I want. And she's looking at my life and saying she would give anything to switch with me. And so I just kind of always sat in that of just trying to be really grateful for, like, the season that I was in.
0: That's so true. And there are, like, fun things about being single. Like, just going to a bar and not having to answer to, like, be like, oh, I got to get home at this time. Or I have to do this. Like, I'm kind of just, like, fly by the seat of my pants. Like, do whatever. And I do enjoy it, but I don't want to also at the same time get like so comfortable in my independence that then I'm like, oh, I don't have space for you in my
2: life. That's how I was. Yeah. That's how I was. I was very comfortable in my sing- singleness or whatever, mm-hmm. my independence that, yeah, I I didn't have space. And what's interesting, I don't know if you, so I read Calling in the One, it's the, this mm-hmm. book that really like prepares you and like... Y- I had made packs with guys. Like if we're not married by the time we're 40, we're going to get married together. All that stuff is, is not good. It's like, you're putting the energy out there that you're not going to, you know? And so this book makes you actually end all those packs. So like I texted this guy that, I, he had like a full blown girlfriend. He probably was like, "Okay, Tanya, I haven't even thought about this since." Full blown texted him and let him know like our pact is is no longer Stop. valid or whatever. But you have Stop. to like close yeah. these doors, uh-huh. and then you like write down all the patterns that you used to have in your dating life, and then really focus on what those patterns are and start removing them, and then actually creating space in your living uh, situation. So I cleaned out drawers and I had empty drawers in my apartment. I had. A whole section of my closet that was for my boyfriend. I would set the table when I was eating. Mm -hmm. Wow, I don't
0: even know if I could do this in New York. I'm like, yeah, hold on, let me set my table on the floor, and then my closet that can't even fit my shoes. I would (laughs) set
2: like if I had you know my my plate and fork or whatever. I would set another plate and fork so that I was like creating space for somebody. Wow, it sounds so put out like an empty glass.
0: (laughs) That is so. But like, I do believe in. Okay, so, yeah. another I'm such a loser. I, no, but you know what? It freaking worked for you. Like, totally. It, this is the thing. To each their own, because sometimes, like, hoopla type of things, I don't know if they work, but am I willing to try it? You bet your ass it's better than not
2: working. Listen to this. So, I moved into this apartment, right? And I, before I moved anything in, like, not even a piece of furniture, nothing. I wrote love on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and I put it in one of the kitchen cabinets. Because I wanted, that's the first thing I wanted to bring into this, this home was love. Mm. And
0: now what happened?
2: Uh I fell in love in this place and it's just so crazy. It's so crazy. I have
0: literally like post-its all over my apartment, like in my kitchen, like integrity, intuition, and like in my mirror, I have like my goals written down. Like I'm the same way in terms of, like I said, who knows, but. If you believe in it and it's just like you're putting good energy out there, it's not hurting you. So you might as well just try to be positive. Um, yeah. Last thing I do want to ask you, because you do have such a positive mindset always, what are your like tips for being positive? I've heard you say before that you just like wake up and you choose happy. Like what does that look like for you? Because I wake up and I'm like, I'm so tired.
2: <laughs> like Help. You know, I think it's perspective because Mm -hmm. I also realize too, like, and I never want to, because I think that there are some people out there who, you know, have a chemical imbalance and they, you know, they can't choose happiness every day. So I always try to be sensitive to that. But for me, it's like, I can only share my story. Mm -hmm. And for me, I wake up and it sounds silly, but again, something that the first thing I do is I make my bed every morning. I wake up so early. It'd be so easy to not make my bed. And I also Mm -hmm. work from home still. So Mm -hmm. it could be really easy. Nobody's coming here, nobody's seeing it, but it starts off your day feeling accomplished and clean and tidy and organized. And I kind of just look at it as into like perspective, you know, like we all Mm. are looking at stuff that we don't have instead of what we do have. Mm. And so it's like I get to wake up and I am tired as hell, but I have a job that I get to go to and I have an amazing this and an amazing that and I have clothes and I have a home that I love and trying to find, you know, obviously I'm not like a, a robot and I have moments where I cry or I'm sad or I'm yeah. frustrated over petty, silly things. Uh, but for the most part, I really just try to come, like, I really do think that, you know, I have some friends that are in awful situations and their like approach to it is always has such a positive spin on it Mm. and I find that to be you know you can't control anything that's happening in your life but you can control the way you react to it Mm. that's so true and so if you if you know it's like you can always be the victim of everything you know I was bullied I was I have people constantly trying to you know stomp over me or you know what I mean like we're constantly all dealing with stuff you know divorce things like that but if you look at it from a different perspective, it can really change everything for you. And so, and I found that in my, in my boyfriend too, like he's the exact same way. And I love that mm. trait about him because you know, you can be victor or victim. And so it's always kind of choosing to like, okay, this is my mountain and I'm going to climb it. And here we go.
0: No, that's so important perspective. I think that's such a great thing. I'll leave everyone with that
2: um so i have you seen the um netflix special uh by taylor tomlinson quarter life crisis no you should watch it because i think you're gonna really laugh out loud because i think that there's something that uh she talks about being engaged she was engaged Mm -hmm. and she was like the minute that ring came on my finger it was like boop boop level (laughs) completed and it's we're just taught, and you think you're better than everybody you walk around Mm -hmm. and and It's like this thing that we've just been, and I think that it's really just ego. You know, you see all your friends getting engaged, everybody getting engaged, and you're just kind of like, well, why not me? Totally. in reality, it's so not, like, I don't know. I think that's why they call it, like, the post-wedding blues, because people just want the wedding and the party, and then they're like, oh, I'm stuck with this person forever, you know? (laughs) Yes.
0: Or people end up marrying the wrong people, because I always say this, I'm like, the person you're, okay, Let me think how to phrase this. The person you're dating at the age you're ready to be married doesn't mean that's the person you're supposed to marry. So like if I'm dating someone at the age of 30, I'm like, oh, guess this is my husband. But it's like that might not be your husband. Just because you're old enough to get married doesn't mean that's your person. Yeah. Sometimes people kind of just like rush into things and then they're not with the right person. But I appreciate you saying all of that because it is like it gives me hope. I think for me, it's the pressure from, like, my parents and my, like, it's, like, other people in my life who are, like, you should really be dating. You should really be putting yourself out there versus my own pressure.
2: so everybody has an opinion. Everybody wants something for you. And you, like, literally just have to block it out. Because Mm -hmm. once you get a boyfriend, let me tell you, from the girl that was always, like, why don't you have a boyfriend? Why aren't you married? Now that I have a boyfriend, it's, why aren't you married? When are you Mm -hmm. going to have a kid? When are you going to do it? It's, like. Can I just relax? Like and then people off. have the first kid, and it's like, when's the second one
0: coming? <laughs> when are you trying to? It never to end?
2: ends. It never ends. It lit. It
0: really doesn't. Um, but no, it gives me like confidence in knowing. I think just women in like metropolitan cities in general just like tend to like get married later and date later, and it's just kind of more our, our culture that we're used to. But like, I don't know if that's necessarily the norm or the average age anywhere else. So sometimes I just, am like, look around at my peers and I'm like, they're all single too. Like I'm I'm fine. And
2: also you're just so much better for it because I think, you know, I have, I've had two serious relationships uh, outside of the one I'm in now. And when I look back at the one I had in my twenties, I bent over backwards for him. I was not Mm -hmm. a modern woman. I would do whatever he wanted whenever he wanted. I would say no to job stuff. It was not, I was not who I am today. And the person that I am today, the partner that I am, I'm very independent and headstrong and he respects me as an equal. Mm. And so it's not always his way or the highway, you know, like we compromise on a lot of things. And he just sees me as a partner versus, I don't want to say dime piece because I don't want to say my, (laughs) uh, my, uh, you know, I wasn't like a dime piece. Yeah. Like the traditional
0: female role. Correct. Yeah. No, I think that's really important. I grew up like traditional Italian. And my, I would say a lot of my family members still are very traditional, but like I never really saw that dynamic play out with my parents in a good way. Like if they're hosting company, my dad's equally helping my mom prepare by setting up the tables and doing the yard work and she's cooking because that's what they're both good at. But if she, if he, if she needs help in the kitchen, he's helping her. Like I've always seen like a really balanced relationship and like I plan to be the same way. Like I have family that will make the plate for the men like oh let me make your plate for you and put your food i'm like no get your own
2: (laughs) right and it's like look like if you (laughs) like to do that stuff like sometimes i love to have nights where i spoil him and i you know i want to do all that but on the day-to-day stuff Mm -hmm. we're both working we both have careers and we flip-flop and we you know what i mean like sometimes he does the cooking sometimes i do the cooking sometimes he does the cleaning, sometimes we go out you know like it's very equal and a true partnership, which I think is sustainable, you know, like that's realistically sustainable for the rest of your life versus you just always bending over backwards for somebody.
0: And then you lose yourself, which is like a whole nother thing. Like when you just, you don't even have an identity because you're just used to being what someone else wants you to be versus who you are.
2: That's why I think I'm so gung ho on this modern woman movement Mm -hmm. because I wasn't that girl I got out of this relationship and I didn't even know what I like to do for fun. Yes. yep. I didn't know what I like to do for fun. I didn't know where I was going in my career. I didn't. I didn't think I could do anything alone. It was just I need to get another boyfriend so that I can have another life. You know, Mm -hmm. I was kind of just this weird. I don't even know it was bizarre and so now I'm like I'll never be that girl again and it's scary because you don't even realize
0: it's really happening like it just kind of slowly happens Uh over time and it's not even that the person's making you do that it's that you're just kind of like falling into this role like you said doing things because it makes you feel good to nurture and care for someone but then slowly you're like seeing your friends less and you're only with your boyfriend and it is weird and that's why I am grateful because now I feel like I know myself that hopefully I'll never like fall into that trap again
2: you know. And like also, you know, I don't it's not I'm not, you know, anti stay at home mom or anything of yeah. that sort, but I think for me, I always want to be financially uh dependent on myself mm-hmm. or have some source of income because I don't ever want to be with somebody because I can't get out of it you know like i can't totally. i can't survive on my own i always want to be able to survive on my own and so even like i had a girlfriend who she was in a horrible job and she hated it and you know her husband could financially provide but she she was really crafty and so she opened an etsy shop and she g- gets to do it you know kind of uh, mm. at her leisure but she still has money coming in and there's a different t- it changes the dynamic of your relationship no it really does i think that's like such a thing
0: that We learn now after watching all these like celebrity breakups or like the housewife breakups. It's just in my head. I'm like, I need my own money. (laughs) And the one thing I could say I'm proud of myself that I was bragging in my therapist session when she made me brag about myself. I was like the fact that I've like worked for myself and I've been able to. Sustain living in New York City not with a boyfriend because my rent would be in half if I (laughs) lived with someone
2: and I'm like you know what like that is something to be proud of because it's really hard like (laughs) yeah and here's the problem this is like what I also get you know I'm trying to kind of change because I felt the same way when I moved in I have this apartment all to myself and this is me and I'm paying for everything Mm -hmm. and I furnished it and I started my own you know my own like small company and no one's you know you're not getting a baby shower or you're not getting a registry for anything other than getting married or having a baby and it's like I'm doing it all yeah
0: it's so true but no that's amazing Tanya I just want to thank you this has been
2: so nice um where could everyone listen to your podcast and follow you and just stay up to date They can listen. The podcast is called Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad. And you can follow me um, on social media at Tanya Rad. Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, guys. Time for Ask Alyssa. Again, thank you to everyone that's been writing in questions. And I think we have a variety today. So let's get into it. This person said, hi, Alyssa. I am a huge fan of the podcast. In particular, the episode on 1019 about shitty jobs really resonated with me. I feel stuck in my shitty job and your episode made me feel like I wasn't alone in that. So thank you. I'm beginning the process of applying to other PR positions in Philly and was wondering if you had any suggestions or tips for the application and interviewing process. When I first moved here, I sent out dozens of applications, each one specific to the job listing, followed up with the organization, and yet I never heard back. I'm nervous that it will happen again, making me scared slash anxious. I'll never be able to get out and leave my current toxic job. Any tips? Um, I think I'm so big with persistence, and I think following... Okay, this is what I used to do because I... Got every job that I ever had without any connections. I would just stalk people until they would let me get a job. So, <laughs> what I would do, I would apply on LinkedIn, and then usually it says who posts the job listing. I think sometimes, sometimes. Not so then I would try to find that person's email and be like, "Hi, so and so from HR. You know, I saw that you had posted the job, this job listing on LinkedIn, and um, I wanted to email you." Um, to get in touch directly as I think I'm a perfect candidate for this job and I didn't want to my application to get lost in the hundreds of people that were applying Um, I'd love to connect is there a time we could set up a call blah 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 so I think that's one way to do it if there is no person that you could find that posted the job try to find an HR contact on LinkedIn and then um, also if you do have a contact don't follow up following up just once isn't Isn't good enough. Mm -hmm. So what you need to do is you need to follow up once. And then two weeks later, follow up a second time. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks after that, follow up a third time. Yep. I'm telling you by the third time, they usually answer. Over three times, too much. Too much, yeah. And by the way, yeah,
1: my third time. Barstool was when I got a response Third yep. time and and by that point yeah You do sound you feel weird Doing it because it's like it's like comparing It to dating it's like you don't want to message someone mm. Three times without them responding because it's like okay get The hint but no people are actually really Busy and they it's don't just see not a it Priority for yeah them. it's not but when you show Persistence and like that you're actually th- Not only three like two What is it that's a total of six weeks mm-hmm. That you're
0: showing interest in this job they're like Okay let's let's answer now and then what I would do sometimes if I really wanted a job, say it was a company, my dream company, I would wait three months if I still hadn't been able to secure another job and I would start a fresh email chain so they can't see that I'm a stalker <laughs> and just put in the in the um, description or the subject like um, checking in, you know. And then just write, like, hi, uh, you know, I reached out a few months ago. My interest in working for your organization hasn't changed, if anything. It's only grew. And I am extremely interested. And that just shows that you are, like, not fickle. You're still looking. You're still you're still trying. And I did that for one of my jobs. And um, I think it took me, like, almost a year and a half. No, it took me, like, two years. And then that was the last place I worked in PR. I finally got the job. So, amazing also if there isn't any hr people or you just can't
1: find the right person maybe find someone that has a similar job to you or something in the same field at that company and just message them on linkedin like i when i was looking for jobs i got linkedin premium so you can email people straight through linkedin because it's not always easy to find their email Mm. and you just say you reach out and say i'm like interested in learning more about your position at this company and would love to chat with you on the phone and then you talk to them on the phone, and you're like, "Hey, like, I'm really interested in
0: this. This is what I do. Like, I saw that there was a position available. Do you know anyone that I could contact?" Mm-hmm. Also, another thing that just came to me when you said LinkedIn Premium, I remember when I was um, working for myself full time and trying to get in touch with PR contacts at brands, I paid for the service called Rocket Search, and it gives you. Everyone's email. Wow. I think it gives you like three a month, like not that many, but you put in the company and the person's name from LinkedIn and it will populate their email or how their company's emails are formatted. Wow. It's really, it's really something. That's a good one. Yeah. Rocket search, I'm pretty sure it's called. I thought it was like a scam, you know, because they're <laughs> yeah. like, get this email for free. And then I paid like, I think it was like $7 a month or something, and I would get access to a lot of emails. So. That's another little hidden tip. Okay, next one. Ask Alyssa. Okay, so Friday I get an email from my HOA, which I think is like a homeowners association. So, HOA, for those that don't know, I think it's like when a homeowners association owns like the um, development that your house is in. So they kind of keep tabs on the properties in that area. I don't own a house, but that's my understanding. So I'll start from the top again. Okay, so Friday, I got an email from my HOA saying I've incurred a fine. I've never been in violation of anything or incurred a fine before, so I kept reading it, and it's for $225. I was shook. So I called the association, and they were no help, saying I have to write in, and they will forward my rebuttal to the board. I contracted my neighbors in the complex, and she informed me of the following picture. At this point, I'm shaking and so frustrated, I'm crying. First of all, I put all, and I mean all, of my trash in the bins. Second, I work for the government, and I can't have my personal information on the internet. Third, I'm a rape survivor, so one of my irrational but rational to me fears is a person will break into my house and finish what he started. Oh my God, that's so sad. (sighs) All that being said... I don't know how to navigate this I've asked that the picture be taken down do I contact the police what can they really do do I go as far as try to sue for invasion of privacy okay so now let me open up the picture oh wow that is invasive so someone posted on their community group Like, I guess they have a HOI group saying, come on, people, really just dumping your trash? Who do you think is going to pick this up? We have to pay to pick this up. This raises our trash disposal fees. And then it's pictures of her address, her phone number, and her contact information on the box of, like, the package. So, like, you know when you get an Amazon package and it has your information? Yeah. (gasps) So I see why that's very invasive. Like, the person posted this. To the entire group for everyone to see. So did she not where she lives? Did she not throw it out or like? She said, "Do I contact this lady directly?" I'm sorry, this is so long. I honestly hate neighbors and just finished renovating the condo. Men and plan to buy a house, but the market is crazy. Also, I have a seven year old that lives with me. Any advice would help. Okay. First of all, she said she always takes out her trash, so I think it's very possible an animal could have like gotten into the bin or whatever, and. I mean, I'm also guilty of, like, not breaking down my boxes and just leaving them in my box room. So it, it's basically a picture of a bunch of, like, packages. I think you contact the lady directly and be like, hey, you know, I, I'm really uncomfortable with you posting my private information on Facebook with my address. And I think that's totally normal. I don't think you could go as far as getting the police involved. I don't know how many people are in this group. If it's people in your community, they likely know the street you live on. You know, they know your information for the most part point. So I understand that you have an an irrational fear that, like you said, is rational to you. So I don't want to invalidate your feelings because stuff like that would really scare me too. But I think to rationalize it in your head, you have to say, okay, these people know I live in this development. They know the street I live on. And um, let me just figure out a way to get my address deleted from this group because that's what's what's mainly making you uncomfortable. And I would just talk to the woman and say, hey, this makes me really, really, really uncomfortable. I understand we all live in the same development, but I don't want my phone number posted. I don't want my address posted. I have a child. And, um, you know, this is really, really... A crossing the line for me and then I think also if you're saying that you didn't put the trash out there I think you need to maybe talk to the association about asking them could an animal have gotten into it could it have been someone else um, that's not worth like a 200 and whatever 20 no. it's just like trash on the floor that looks like it fell from a bin
1: yeah just it's like say ridiculous. I always take my trash out properly clearly if I didn't yeah, we've I never had, had, an had an issue yeah, we've never, yeah right 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 so explain that. Also, maybe explain that to the woman, too. Just be like, I'm so sorry that you felt this way, but, like, I didn't do that. It must have been an animal and get my sh- fucking address off of this. Yeah, because that is really internet. weird to post.
0: It's her phone number and full address. It's just honestly name. rude, at least. Like, if you're going to post that picture, like, scribble it out. Yeah, I would have been like, hey, so-and-so, first name. Yeah, also... Your stuff, whatever. Yeah. You don't have to post her personal information. Also, if you're that worried about people...
1: um Like posting your address or things like that maybe before you throw your trash out you can like sharpie it out that could help that's so true Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. I I do that sometimes or I always like rip it so that people can't oh that's a great idea I probably should do that
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay last one ask Alyssa okay so I'm on dating apps and have been for a few months since I got back into the dating game I used them before between my relationships so I'm not really new to it normally I try to open up with a compliment or a question to start the conversation that isn't the standard hey how are you type of thing the last few weeks I've done this where I would say hey I really like your car or your dog is super cute or something and the only reply I get back is hey not even a thank you it turns me off so fast because like what the hell am I supposed to say that when I've already addressed something extra in their profile Do I have to ask something else? Do guys like boring bitches? (laughs) Do you have any advice or should I change my approach completely? For reference, this is mostly done on a hinge and I try to pick guys my age who look like they have similar lives slash hobbies to mine. Thanks so much. Love the pod. Do you know I don't believe... I don't believe in the psychology or the narrative that people put out there that saying XYZ yields different results. I think if someone wants to answer you and you just said, hey, they would answer you. Mm -hmm. And then I think if you said, hey, um, but you're Uber rating, they would also answer you if they wanted to. It doesn't matter if you have a (laughs) clever response. Do you know what I'm saying? I really just like I know this is such a debate in the world of what do I say to yield a response, but I don't know if it truly matters.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's always good to ask a question because then that actually does normally
0: yield a response. But like if they're not going to respond, they're not going to respond. I would never just say, hey, but usually what I'll say is like, hey, Brian, how was your weekend? Question mark, which is the lamest thing ever. That's what Mm -hmm. everyone says all the time. But- I don't know. Like, it feels so forced to me sometimes to be like, hey, Brian, what's your favorite movie? You know well, what I Well, I mean? always, if
1: it's on Hinge, like, I'll say something about their prompt or, like, one mm-hmm. of their pictures. I'll just be like, I'll respond to their prompt. That way it, like, starts the conversation. Yeah. But moral of the story, guys suck. And if
0: they're not interested, they're not going to answer. I just, I guess... I just don't know if it's your approach because it just sounds like they're losers. The fact that you ask you compliment them and they're just like, hey, I don't don't think it's not acknowledge what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think it's her. I don't think it's your approach. I just think it's them. Yeah. Being weirdos.
1: And maybe be a little bit more
0: open to who you match with. I don't know. And also. Like. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else you could do, but you're doing the right thing. Maybe don't kiss their asses. Like, just be like, hey, so-and-so, what's going on? And then, like, let them compliment you. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't believe it matters. Like, I I truly think if you're supposed to be with someone, maybe this is me being, like, spiritual, but, like, it'll be if it's supposed to be. Yep. I think if it's your husband, he's going to answer.
1: Yes. You get what he, I'm saying? he's
0: like really about it, he's going to be like, OK, like I need to talk to this person. Yeah. Like your person is just going to reply no matter what. Yeah.
1: So these people not answering you. It's just it's not, not your person. They are not worth your time.
0: Yeah. And I think we think about so much like, I hope they like me. It's like, no, bitch. What if I like? I hope I like them. Mm. These losers. <laughs> <laughs> OK, guys, let's spill some tea because tea to be spilled oh my god my voice is so annoying okay first of all the first news that broke was that Molly May who you guys know I love and Tommy their house got broken into 800 pounds aka like 1 million USD was stolen from their apartment while they were at an event in London and um, as you guys know Molly posts you know all of the designer items that she buys regularly and she's always wearing Cartier and Bulgari and Van Cleef all over decked out, all over her wrists. One time I did the one time I did the um average of like what her jewelry on her one hand cost and it was like a hundred thousand dollars on just like oh one god. arm. So apparently she was wearing, I think, three hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry. Oh my god. The night of the robbery, but she wasn't home, thank God. Anyway, all that to say burglarers knew they were going to be out they knew they were in London they went into their apartment complex and what I read online was they wiped it clean like they were left with not one possession except what they had with them in London like all their stuff every single designer bag fragrance jewelry TVs everything and they just have never returned home because they're so petrified and you know it's ironic Also, I just want to preface this by saying, I think no one deserves this. There's so many people online being like, well, that's what you get for flaunting your wealth. Like, I'm sorry, no one deserves this. No. But what I will say is it's crossed my mind many a times how something like this was very likely to happen to her because she is always showing, I got a new Cartier bracelet that's diamond encrusted and I got this and I got that. And it's also very public knowledge in the UK where their apartment is in Manchester Because she talks about how paparazzi will be outside and stuff. So I've always thought to myself like, wow, I can't believe it's so known where they live and they have such expensive stuff. Um, So it doesn't surprise me that this happened. I think the blessing here was that they weren't home and it is just material stuff which you could, you know, like at least their lives were safe. So just when I thought this was really bad and felt really awful, two days later, news breaks that Dorit Kemsley and P.K., um, from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, their house was robbed while Dorit was home with her two children. No, so this to me is way worse in the sense that that's like mental anguish, yeah. you know, um, trauma, trauma. So apparently, what the reports are saying, allegedly, and again, we'll know when she speaks out. And I think they are currently filming um, the the current season of Real Housewives. Dorit was home; PK was in the UK or traveling. And her two children were home in bed, and burglars walked in and they held her at gunpoint. And apparently, she was screaming like, "Don't kill me! I'm a mother! I'm a mother!" And um, they took everything from her as well. So this is something that's happening, and um, it is really scary. And I think anyone in the public eye just really has to be careful because. It is no joke. It is really, really scary what's going on. And I don't know why this is a trend. And I just want to, on the record, say I don't think anyone deserves it. I think if you want to have nice things, that's your prerogative. Um, But Molly May is pulling a Kim K. Where now her arms that were always covered in $300,000 worth of jewelry, completely bare. She's been wearing no jewelry, no earrings. Like, she's doing what Kim K. did after the robbery. Has she spoken on it yet? No. Just She just said, like, we're just blessed that we're safe, mm. basically. Which I appreciate because I think she realizes she's not going to come online and cry about material things because she knows that's just going to make her look phony. Mm-hmm. So I think she's just like, we're safe. This was a wake-up call. Now she has 24-hour security. Yeah. It's really crazy. I mean, I'm surprised she didn't before. I know. Um, okay, and then the next thing that I want to talk about are you following this entire Gigi Hadid, Zayn, and Yolanda situation? A little bit. I've seen a lot of TikToks,
1: like, everyone saying it's, like, Yolanda. Yolanda. Said. Oh. Yeah.
0: Well, also because TikTok, like, age group loves One Direction. Yeah. So they're going to be, like, diehard Zayn stands. But I have to say, I have, for years now, heard sketchy things about Zayn as a person. So it didn't really surprise me. Um, although... We've also heard crazy things about Yolanda, so I, who knows? But you're always, I'm always gonna choose to believe the woman um, until proven guilty or not. You know what I mean? But basically, the situation was: Gigi Hadid was away for Fashion Week. Yolanda walked into her, um, Zayn and Gigi's house in Pennsylvania, I guess, unannounced, and Zayn threw a tantrum, saying. Get out of my house, you Swedish slut! Like crazy shit to you, Yolanda. And the reason why I also believe this police report is because there was a bodyguard, and I think he went on the record. So, like, if there was a witness, mm-hmm. that to me is very different than if it was just Yolanda and Zane their word against each other. But if there's a third party, I'm more prone to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he called Gigi, and he was like, "You need to." Like, grow some balls and get your mom out of here and blah, blah, blah. And then allegedly he shoved Yolanda into a dresser, causing her physical and mental anguish. Reads the report. So, do you like how I just say this all off the top of my head? but Uh, I I just thought of that.
1: I was like, wait, are you reading the screen and looking at me at the same time? (laughs) No, I just know this shit. So. (laughs) Says the reporter. (laughs) Says the reporter.
0: Yeah, I'm like, according to sources. (laughs) Um, So. It's crazy. So Gigi Hadid left abruptly during September Fashion Week in Paris and no one knew why. And now these reports are coming out and the dates line that that's when she fled to Paris to come home. And, um, you know, I just I feel sorry that their relationship had to end this way, especially when they try so hard to keep their relationship private. But um, yeah, because Gigi doesn't even really post on like Instagram. Like she's kind of off the grid a little bit. But I guess we'll see how that unfolds yeah okay and then the last thing I want to talk about I can't stop talking today maybe this coffee's kicking in mm-hmm. um I want to talk about Vanderpump rules a little bit do you watch any chance nope okay <laughs> so I'll just be talking to myself so <laughs> first of all I just want to share my opinions because they're strong ones the Tom Tom situation first of all if we all could agree that Schwartz and Sandy is a bad name. I don't know why they're continuing current day to move forward with that name, especially after this is airing on TV and we all could agree it's a bad name. Second of all, I think the way Tom Schwartz, no, no, I think the way Tom Sandoval talks to Katie is so disgusting. If that was my best friend, like that's Schwartz's best friend, he has no right to talk to his wife that way. I, I, and also I would, It's so hard because they have the same name. If I was Katie, I would be mad at Tom Schwartz for not standing up for me and being like, you can't talk to my wife like this. He's doing it a little, but not enough. Definitely not enough. And also, yeah, I just think the whole thing is disrespectful. Katie does have training and restaurant experience, and they're being completely disrespectful to her. And I just, I'm not here for it. I think it's awful. The second thing I want to say, Lala Brock, Brock has a past. Clearly, he addressed it on his podcast with Sheena this week, so you guys should go listen to that because he talks about his situation with his children in detail. That said, yes, he has a shady past. Yes, he hasn't. He's been a questionable guy. I don't think it's any of Lala's business. Her and Sheena just became friends again. She's inserting herself in this business that, quite frankly, she has no like. You're allowed to be concerned for your friends, but think about how many friends you guys have where you don't like their boyfriends or husbands, and you keep your mouth shut because at the end of the day, it's your friend's life and not your life. And I just think that Lala is really, really, really overstepping. So I just want to share that. That's today's tea. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Oh, 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 very important announcement. New merch is out Wednesday. So you'll be listening to this on Tuesday. by Wednesday, new merch it's out for fall for winter sweatsuits hats beanies tote bags high socks best merch drop yet there will be a promo video there will be photos because i want to show you guys how how to style everything and the best thing of all take no shit um denim jackets so you guys are going to be obsessed i'm so excited so keep your eyes out for that and thank you guys